First of all, thank you everyone who's uh, turned up, especially to friends and family and everyone who's come to celebrate. I'm very excited, but also extremely nervous at the same time. Um, so I've been asked to share my personal story with you all and what good God has done in my life. And I suppose my story begins before I was born. Um, my sister, Lana, was a miracle baby. As, um, my mum was told she couldn't have children. She never expected to have children. Um, and as a result of Lana's birth, mum and dad became Christians. Um, and my mum was told that she wouldn't, be a have, she wouldn't have any more children. She wouldn't be able to. And in 1997, uh, mum and dad went to hear from John Wimber, who's the founder of the, the Vineyard Church. It's uh, St. Michael's Church in York, and um, John Wimber preached on um, Abraham and Sarah, the story of them, and he prayed for my mum and told her that um, the Lord was going to bless her with another child, and then several months later, my mum was pregnant with me. Um, so yeah, that was uh, exciting. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family, uh, attending church, various Christian events, uh, followed a Christian lifestyle, accepting that God existed because it was what my parents and my sister did. Um, I didn't know anything different. That's just how I was brought up. And when I was five, I had an amazing dream. And um, when I woke up from the dream, I ran into mum and dad's room in the middle of the night and said that I didn't want to be with them anymore. <laughs> um, I wanted to go to heaven and be with Jesus. So you can imagine how upset my parents were being woke up and then being told that. Um, and in this dream, I was with Jesus, and we were, we, I was holding his hand, and we were walking along this bridge, funnily enough. We were walking um, across a golden bridge, and it was, um, it was full of, like, jewels. It had jewels and emeralds and all sorts of things across it, and there was trees ahead of us on the other side. And as we were walking, I could only, I could only see what was in front of me and not actually what was behind me which, of course, now I realize is what happens when we decide to follow Jesus and we become a new person living for today, looking ahead to what God has in store and not looking behind us anymore because the sins of the past are forgiven and forgotten. Um, so in this dream, Jesus asked if I would like to go to heaven, and of course I said yes. Um, so he took me there, and it was, it, I remember it being very, very bright, and there were lots of jewels on the pavement and, and sparkles all around me, and it made me really smile. It was, it was a, it's just all there. I can just remember it all. And after some time, Jesus uh, told me that I had to go home, and I didn't want to. And uh, I remember crying, and Jesus said that I could stay a little longer, which was nice. Um, so he held my hand, and he took me to other countries around the world. We went on this very amazing journey, and then he took me home, and I, I woke up. And I couldn't stop crying, just crying and crying. And um, I just wanted to go back. And I love mum, dad, and Lana, but, you know, I wanted to go straight back to heaven where God was. Um, and I told my mum and dad about my dream, and they were shocked. And they were shocked because I described Revelation uh, chapter 21 at the end of the Bible. And years later, they, told, they tried to work out um, where I got the information one where I heard Revelation 21. And Revelation 21, I'll just read a little bit for you, um, is titled A New Heaven and a New Earth. And in verse 1 it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. 
and then verse 18 it says um, the wall was made of jasper the city of pure gold and as pure as glass the foundations of the city the foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone the first foundation was jasper the second one sapphire the third agate the fourth emerald the fifth now you're gonna have to bear with me because some of these words are a bit tricky the first i think that is this the sixth ruby the seventh chrysolite the eighth beryl the ninth topaz the tenth turquoise the eleventh jacinth and the twelfth amias the twelve gates were twelve pearls each gate made of a single pearl the great street of the city was of gold and as pure as transparent glass now uh, my mum was the Sunday school teacher when we were growing up, so I didn't hear it from there. And I didn't learn it at primary school. We didn't do the Bible at primary school. Uh, my mum and dad's house group met at our home each week, but they hadn't studied Revelation. Um, so they were puzzled, where had this knowledge come from? And I could only say to them, oh, ye of little faith. Um, how could you not believe? Um, so then for several weeks after that dream, I kept saying that I wanted to be with Jesus, which became quite upsetting for my family as I, I didn't stop going on about it. And then this was my first real experience of Jesus. And there was absolutely no doubt in my mind from the age of five that Jesus was real. Now, when I was seven, I asked my mum and dad what it meant to be a Christian. And they explained it to me. And they gave me time to think about it and chat with Lana. And I then felt ready to give my life to Christ, which I did. And and um, some may say that's a bit young, but that was that. And then up until the age of 13, I had always been, you know, very lively, energetic. Mum would use the phrase hyperactive, very adventurous, not afraid of anything, a bit of a handful. In fact, that last one could still be used today, couldn't it? Um, so everything changed uh, for the worst uh, when I was 13. I had an extremely uh, traumatic experience which le left me in great shock and changed me as a person and immediately after the event I, I retreated into myself and was unable to function normally I just completely changed I couldn't sleep I couldn't eat I was constantly being sick I had horrific nightmares um, I would only get so many hours sleep a night because I would just wake up and be terrified um, and I couldn't go out I couldn't be left on my own um, I stopped eating and my, my parents tried to help me get over it but they couldn't um, they were suffering because I wasn't me anymore. Um, I had changed from being very outgoing to being very withdrawn. And I told them I couldn't go on anymore, and we got medical help, and it was diagnosed very quickly that this event had caused uh, me to have post-traumatic stress disorder. And I was put into the care of uh, five different medical professionals and spent the next five years receiving various types of treatment. And um, my weight dropped to just about under seven stone, so it was getting very difficult, and every day was a huge struggle at that age. Um, my anxiety levels were so high that my, my body could, it couldn't tell the difference between fearful anxiety and joyful excitement. Um, on happy occasions such as my birthday or even Christmas, I would still become quite ill. I never finished Christmas meal for a few years because I just couldn't eat it, but yet I still knew that the Lord was with me. And uh, I knew that God would always take care of me and I had to trust in him. 
and hold on to his promises, which reminds me of Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, which reads, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And uh, during this uh, very difficult time, we, of course, prayed a lot. Um, you know, we, we prayed a lot on my own. We prayed a lot as a family, friends. And I couldn't, I couldn't go out with my friends anymore or, or do the things I should be doing as a teenager. I just I couldn't do it. And um, everything we did as a family was structured around me and what kind of day I was having. Uh, when I felt like I couldn't manage another bad night or a bad day, I asked Jesus to help me and I felt his presence. And he always answered my prayers whenever this happened. But, and then things began to get better as the months and, and a few years went by. But it was very, very slowly. But there was, there was progress. And I lost a lot of confidence and became fearful of almost everything. As, as a child, I used to wander off and drift her off when we were on days out and everything. And I used to get lost a lot of the time. Uh, but, but now I just I, I couldn't, I didn't have any confidence to do that. And so in, in spring 2013, we went for a family holiday to Spring Harvest, which is a, a Christian convention at, at, at Butlin's holiday camp. And, um, I and I bravely one night after one of the youth sessions went up and asked for prayer. And they prayed that the, the it was a very powerful prayer, and they prayed that the chains of anxiety would be broken and that God would continue to heal me. And the prayer was so powerful that I cried and cried and cried as if my pain was being released through the tears that I was crying, and I continued to cry well until I went to bed, so it was a good few hours, wasn't it, while I was crying? And as time went on, I continued to get better and began feeling some confidence, and the most significant Bible verse that I held on to during these difficult years, and indeed still do, is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, which reads, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and plans to give you hope and a future. And I knew that God uh, had something better for me. And people often say, don't they, that the Lord works in mysterious ways. Now, I'm not quite sure if that's true, but I do know that um, Jesus knows us better than anyone, and he knows what is good for us. And he really showed me uh, his understanding of me by providing a place that would be uh, instrumental in my, uh, in my healing. And I've always loved steam trains from a very, very early age. It began with Thomas the Tank Engine in those early days. And in 2015, I felt enough confidence to become a volunteer on the North Yorkshire Moors Railway, and, and, uh, which is a heritage steam railway just near Whitby. And it was also the year I took my GCSE, so I had a lot of normal anxiety, you know, exam stress and all that sort of thing. Um, but the North Yorkshire Moors Railway is probably one of the most important things and best things in, in my life. And the railway has been a place where I have never felt anxious or worried. Even in the very difficult times, I just felt so relaxed when I was there. And uh, since working there, my confidence has grown significantly because I've had to work with new people, talk to uh, different passengers each day. And I've also met some extraordinary and, and wonderful people through that. Some of those people um, who mean so very much are here today at the back. Um, I'm going to name and shame. Um, Bill, John and Jesse at the back there, um, who have not only shared their knowledge of the railway with me, but have taught me so much about life and about myself through my relationships with them. 
And th there's always a lovely, relaxed atmosphere whenever I'm at the railway. And I know that God has used my love of railways to help me heal. And I'm humbled to realize how much God loves me and understands my whole character, um, my interests and my needs. There's, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that having the third longest heritage steam railway in the country on my doorstep is no coincidence. And it's definitely been a gift from God because he knew one day I would need it. And um, I just think that's amazing from my own personal view. Um, so when I was 16, I went to Prior Purse Club in Gisborough to study A-levels. Um, my confidence was continuing to grow and I made uh, many new wond wonderful friends, some of whom are here today. And I suddenly had a lot of independence and was studying three subjects that I really enjoyed. So it was, it was a nice and different change to school. Um, and everything was going really well. I was a lot better. I was, you know, really, really well and, and, and had so much confidence. But and then February 2016 came along and I had a huge setback uh, with my anxiety. And I was, I was out one night with my friends when I was suddenly sick. And I knew instantly that it was my anxiety that had made me sick. I just, it just out of the blue, came from nowhere, happened. And in some ways, the setback that followed was worse than the anxiety that started almost four years before that. And I was off college for a little while and, and uh, received further medical help. And one of the questions I kept asking was, why was this happening again? And I felt very low and confused. I mean, I didn't blame God, but I, I certainly uh, couldn't understand why I couldn't be healed. And I continued to pray and ask God for help. And I struggled with many things throughout the uh, next two years, but the Lord was still healing me. You know, I had amazing, amazing new friends and very understanding teachers. And there was no, again, there was no coincidence. Um, you know, the Lord was teaching me how to be stronger and take responsibility for myself and be willing to share my faith with others, which on occasion I did when, I, when the opportunity came up. So after achieving my A-levels, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, absolutely none at all. And I didn't want to go to university because I had no interest in it. And actually, Easter Sunday, this time last year, was the first time we came to this church. Um, and uh, as we get to know everyone, Mike Taylor, who is the director of Tees Valley Youth for Christ, he chatted to me about an organization called Youth for Christ. And Mike thought it would be something I might be interested in, which funnily enough, I, I first heard a few weeks before about Spring Harvest, uh, you for Christ at Spring Harvest at Easter where we were where we were and I was interested after one of the sessions so I, I took um, I took quite a few leaflets and read through them and when Mike spoke to me I felt that that was a sign that this was something that God wanted me to do and I began to pray about it and I felt prompted to apply for you for Christ and I was accepted onto the gap year team and so last September I began to work with YFC and over the past seven months that I've been part of YFC, I've learned so much about my, my faith and my relationship with God. And I love this church. It's become our, our family church. And we've always felt at home here since the beginning. And I've learned so much from Elijah and, and others in this, in this place. And I've learned how to trust Jesus more and to enjoy spending time in his presence through worship and prayer. And, I've realized that the Lord's plan for my life was completed long before the world was, was created. And the most amazing thing that has happened through this past year is that I've 
I've now been completely healed of anxiety and PTSD. And um, I know this because in January this year, um, my anxiety, it began to grow again. And it, was, it wasn't as bad as before, but it was definitely there. And when, when you've had it, you know what it feels like as soon as it comes. And, and I was very angry and, uh, because I was being attacked again for a third time and to, but however this time was different because to my surprise I felt this great strength um, rising in me even as I was feeling unwell and I declared the promises of, the, of God and I decided enough was enough so I prayed and prayed for just under an hour in the house just by myself just prayed and prayed and I asked the Lord to fully hear me I declared that God's power is greater than anything in the universe and that the victory has always already been won and when I got up after praying, I knew that I'd been completely healed because this knot in my stomach, this anxiety knot, was gone. And, um, and that was, yeah, that was, that was wonderful. And I know that I have been healed uh, by the living God and ever-present Father with whom I have a real relationship. And three months later, I, I stand here before you, sharing my story, and, um, and standing in the truth that there is definitely a God and his promises are true and I'm not no longer fearful or anxious because my Lord is greater than any difficulties I may face and believe me there have been some some very uphill battles in the past couple of years but I'm a much stronger and braver and, and wise wiser person for having suffered PTSD and I know that God will use what I've learned for good which prompted another Bible verse, which is Romans chapter 8, verse 28, which says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I believe that this traumatic experience at the age of 13 was, was an attack from the enemy who wanted to take me out. Um, because when John Wimber prayed for my mum all those years before, he said that she would have a child who would have courage and wisdom and as a result of my illness, I'm now braver and stronger and have a great understanding of who I am and whose I am. And God knew this would happen. And what the enemy intended for harm, God crafted for good. And I want to be baptized because my life belongs to God and I want to serve him for the rest of my days. So I, I publicly declare that Jesus is real and that I love him more than life itself. And Jesus has always been with me in the hardest of times. And he has healed me. And God is real. And how do I know this? I know this because my life is not accident or coincidence. And Psalm 139, verse 13 to 14, states that, For you were created my utmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Thank you, Lord. Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you.